leading a startup team, whether you're delivering a sugar rush, stocking coffee, or getting a regular delivery of snacks, Office Depot has solutions that fit every startup culture, from getting those first business cards and stationery to ordering fleece pullovers with your new logo. To learn how Office Depot and the California Technology Council have partnered to bring you savings on all of these startup essentials and more, go to californiatechnology.org forward slash member benefits. I'm Daniel Levine, and this is the Bio Report. Rock Bio, a small San Diego-based biotech, is planning to take aim at some of the biggest biologics on the market with an antibody in development to treat rheumatoid arthritis that it says it expects to market at an annual cost of just $2,000 a year. That compares to around $30,000 a year for drugs such as Umera, Remicade, and Enbrel that are TNF inhibitors. The experimental therapeutic known as gerilimzumab targets IL-6. We spoke to Paul Grayson, president and CEO of Bird Rock Bio, about the company, the benefits of targeting IL-6, and how the company expects to be able to offer the drug at such a disruptive price point. Paul, thanks for joining us. Thank you. We're going to talk about Bird Rock Bio, its efforts to bring novel antibody therapies to market for big medical needs, and its disruptive pricing strategy. But perhaps you can begin with a, a brief overview of the company, which recently changed its name. Sure. So we focused on novel therapeutics, um, specifically therapeutic antibodies. As you said, we've, we've selected a strategy to go after large, large population-based medical needs. Um, and really trying to bring new technologies kind of the next era of biologics to try and address those, those medical needs, not, not only in terms of specific efficacy around, around the therapeutics we're developing, but a real focus on affordable access to, to care. How is the company financed to date? So today, Bird Rock Bio has been funded by a, a great group, top-tier uh, venture investors that are, are truly passionate about innovative healthcare, including 5AM Ventures, Versant uh, Ventures, SR1 Capital, which is the venture arm of GlaxoSmithKline, Merck Serona Ventures, Apathy Capital, and Arab Capital. Your lead experimental therapy, gorillazumab, uh, an antibody that targets IL-6 for the treatment of rheumatoid arthritis. We've seen a huge market and great successes with TNF inhibitors such as Umera and Remicade and Enbrel, some of the world's best-selling drugs. What's the need and, and what's the benefit of targeting IL-6? So drugs that um, target IL-6 really represent uh, an entire new class. Of, of biologic treatment for a number of inflammatory diseases, both diseases that have been um, um, shown to be 
less effective with DNF alpha therapy. For example, about 30% of moderate to severe RA patients don't really respond well to anti-TNF alpha therapy. But also in certain patients, IL-6 modulation has shown to be more effective, more efficacious than, than anti-TNF therapy. Well, this is not the only antibody that's targeting IL-6 out there. Where is gorillazumab in the clinic, and, and what do we know about it to date and how it might compare to potential competitors? That's a great question. So, gorillazumab really represents kind of a new new era of technical advancement for biologics. That's how it's best differentiated. If, if you think going, you know, going back you know, a couple of decades to to the first generation of cell phones, which were absolutely game-changing. They changed our lives tremendously, but they were kind of big and they were incredibly expensive and really were very limited in terms of access for most people. And it, and it really took technical advances um, and dramatic change, change in the technology as well as the price point that allowed adoption that we see today. Um, we like to think that gerolinzumab, again, is an antibody. So it's a really it's a well-known entity in terms of being a therapeutic, but it's highly differentiated based on its pharmacokinetic profile. Um, it, it allows us to provide for a really unique opportunity to price a best-in-class biologic at a price per patient per year, just like a cell phone that, that we believe will allow incredible um, access to people around around the world. The TNF inhibitors have been used for other autoimmune disease, such as Crohn's disease and psoriasis. Is gorillazumab expected to have applications in these types of inflammatory diseases? Yeah, in fact, IL-6 has been shown to be involved in inflammatory and autoimmune processes that lead to diseases such as diabetes, um, atherosclerosis, Alzheimer's, lupus, multiple types of, of cancer that get modulated by the cytokine IL-6 and um, a number of the molecules that, that modulate IL-6 that are currently in other clinical trials are being pursued for, for some of these other indications as well. well. What's the anticipated development timeline and assuming all goes well, when might you be expected to seek regulatory approval? So we, we just completed our first two clinical studies, which were really focused on safety as well as half-life and dosing um, of gerolinzumab. The first um, pivotal clinical file um, should be initiating uh, the second half of this year, um, and we anticipate our first approval in approximately 36 months. As you look at the TNF inhibitors, there are some of the older biologics and the, and the first ones that will likely be seeing competition from biosimilars. However, you don't see big cost savings realized from biosimilar competition. Why is that? Well, again, not, not to overuse um, an analogy, but getting back to the, to the cell phone technology, you know, there were some, some early um, knockoffs to the original bricks. Um, that came out, and they came out at a discount, um, and some of them had reasonable quality, but it really took a technical leap, you know, application-specific integrated circuit that just dropped both the size that we all saw, but also really the cost, the manufacturing cost, 
um, that enabled uh, a game change. And biosimilars are coming out. They will be coming out at a discount, um, 20 30%, let's say even 50% to the brand and originator. But in order to, to be truly game-changing, it needs, it needs more technology versus just being a cheaper version of the originator. Well, I, I do think the compelling part of the story of Bird Rock Bio is its pricing strategy, where a course of therapy over a year with the TNF inhibitors can cost $30,000 or more. You're looking at pricing for the drug at, at just $2,000 a year. How, how is that possible? It's not. It's not um, completely philanthropic. We just believe that you know there's there's a number of ways that you can get to a billion dollar product, and um, by treating five hundred thousand to a million patients a year, which would probably be the largest number of patients treated with the biologic, at two thousand dollars, still gets us to be a, a couple billion dollar product versus a more um, orphan therapeutic strategy, which is focus on a limited number of, of patients with a medical need, but at a very high price. And we believe that it's the best application of the technology and really helps fulfill its purpose to, to try and find a price point, which will help help patients as well as help systems globally. Well, I think most people believe there are big margins in biologics, but how are you able to price your product at such a low point relative to the other biologics? I mean, is, is there a manufacturing breakthrough here? Is there some other technology that's come into play? Is it the way you've done the development of the drug? So um, so a typical antibody can cost between $200 and $1,000 per gram to manufacture. And so at $30,000 per patient per year, which is not unusual price for an antibody um, for rheumatoid arthritis, um, a product that requires even several grams of protein per patient per year, you can do the math, still can have a 90% gross margin. Um, in the case of gerolimzumab, to your point, again, because of the technology that we use to discover the antibody, um, it requires one-tenth to one-hundredth the amount of protein. So the cost of goods are incredibly low because we only use milligram quantity of protein per patient per year, which allows us to maintain um, a reasonable margin even at very affordable prices. What does the pricing strategy do for you in terms of creating new market opportunities? And are, are you targeting developing markets or emerging markets? What do you see as the rollout for the drug? Well, we like to think that it's a great drug for all RA patients globally. Um, but to your point, areas of most medical need. You know, 20 million people, over 20 million people in the world have arthritis. Um, 80% of those patients live in emerging markets because about 80% of people on the earth live in emerging markets. And we see that as probably a great place to start because of those are patients because of affordability that have, have a very unique um, medical need. Um, establishing clinical trials in those patient populations, which has a price that's very limited access to, to biologics in general, also affords a, a real saving in terms of, of, of clinical development. 
just because of the speed at which we can enroll patients in those clinical trials. So that is, is definitely part of our affordability equation. Well, do you expect to seek a marketing partner for the drug, or do you do you intend to build your own sales force for this? Yeah, you know, I think that you know it's um, when you're talking about that large of, of a, a potential customer base uh, and and a physician base, which requires both distribution as well as education. Um, there are a, a number of, of key companies that would be very helpful in that process. Well, this is not the only drug in your pipeline. What, what's behind this? Well, again, staying on the on on the. the the process of utilizing technology to try and make an impact in healthcare. Our next antibody, which is RYI018, um, is being developed to address um, an emerging, not an emerging market, but an emerging epidemic um, in terms of non-alcoholic steatohepatitis, which is very rapidly becoming the largest contributor to um, liver failure and the need for liver transplant. This is also known as NASH? Exactly, also known as NASH, um, for which there is really no currently approved treatment. There's a, a number that are in development, um, but none targeting um, the, the specific target for RY018, which is the cannabinoid 1 receptor. There were a number of small molecule modulators of that target that were being developed, being developed for other diseases. Um, and so it's a very well-validated target for NASH, um, but our antibody, to the best of our knowledge, is the only antibody uh, which currently is developed for that disease. And is the pricing strategy expected to be similar, or is that something unique to, to your first molecule? Well, anything that can prevent uh, liver failure or the need for liver transplant can have a pretty substantial pharmacoeconomic benefit, um, period. Um, but in addition to that, we, we look forward to trying to make sure that the indirect as well as the direct costs add to an overall healthcare benefit. Paul Grayson, President and CEO of Bird Rock Bio. Paul, thanks so much for your time today. Uh, thank you very much. Thanks for listening. The Bio Report is a production of the Levine Media Group. To automatically download this podcast each week, subscribe to our RSS feed or through iTunes or other podcast manager. To join our mailing list, go to levinemediagroup.com. We'd love to hear from you. If you want to drop us a line or are interested in sponsoring this podcast, send an email to danny at levinemediagroup.com. Special thanks to Jonah Levine, who composed our theme music, and the Jonah Levine Collective, which performs it.